From an Iraq war cover-up to towns ravaged by opioids to the roots of our modern immigration crisis, Embedded explores what's been sealed off and undisclosed. NPR's original investigative podcast reveals why these stories and the people behind them matter. Listen to the Embedded podcast only from NPR. What pride means for Wichita's LGBTQ community. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to a special episode of The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. To close out Pride Month, we talk to members of the city's LGBTQ community about their lives and their work to make Wichita more inclusive. The last few months have not been good for the state's LGBTQ residents. Among other things, the Kansas legislature passed laws targeting the trans community. But across Wichita, leaders from different generations are working to create spaces of comfort, hope, and acceptance. Celia Hack and Rose Conlon spoke with two of them, one of the first Wichita pastors to marry gay couples and an organizer of social events for LGBTQ Wichitans. I am Jackie Carter. I am 68 years old, and I'm the senior pastor at Table of Hope. It is a 50-year-old denomination created by and for gay and lesbian people. My name is Dara Tavone. I am 35. I am the fundraising director for Wichita Pride, and I also run a social group called Queer Beers ICT. I actually realized I was queer at a very young age. I was playing in the neighborhood playground. I saw my neighborhood crush, and I remember her looking at me and asked, are you a boy or are you a girl? And then I quickly hid my painted nails and said boy, because that was the only way that I felt that she would like me. I was 22 when I came out to my mom. I was afraid that she would kick me out and not love me anymore. And the absolute opposite happened. She said, I don't know what took you so long to tell me I've known for years. I hid that part of me for quite some time. I remember being a teenager and always feeling like I was never going to be loved. My coming out process was actually robbed from me. A coworker, when I was younger decided to approach my mom to tell her that I was dating a woman. Luckily for me, my mom was very supportive. The Wichita community was not open. There was gay bashing on the streets. People would hang around outside of gay bars and attack people when they came out. I helped to establish the Wichita AIDS Task Force to provide care for gay men who were dying of AIDS. I became very angry at people who said, I love God, but don't bring those contaminated people near me. I think Wichita is more progressive than we think, but there are pockets of homophobia and transphobia. Right now in the political landscape that we're in, trans people are under attack, and I may not face those issues, but doesn't mean that the people that I know are not impacted by it. With lesbian and gay people, almost all of them have been hurt by faith. So when I began to feel like I was a beloved child of God, it became clear to me that somebody needs to say to this marginalized community that they are, in fact, beloved by God. So that became my newest mission. 
I had a colleague that moved here from Pennsylvania, and she'd asked me, how do I meet other queer folks? And I really couldn't give her an answer. I had this pipe dream of creating something like Queer Beers, and then I woke up one morning, created a logo, and started following breweries because I knew that they were more LGBTQ affirming. You know, most of our people that come to church here are marginalized in one way or another. Some of them just have too many tattoos and their church didn't want them in there anymore. Some of them have been divorced three or four times. I think the big thing is just feeling supported, feeling connected. Part of my work is around making sure that everybody feels included and welcomed. And I think we have moments of getting better. As long as we can live in peace and harmony with each other, how wonderful would that be? That's where I'm trying to go. I think the queer community is filled with beautiful, colorful, creative, and talented people. The more we show Wichita has a thriving community, I think more queer people would come here. We just need to really spread the love somehow. For the past several years, Wichita Pride has organized a unity march downtown. I'm here, I'm queer, I'm happy to be here. Period. Celia Hack spoke with people there about why they show up to the march and show up for their community. Pride has always felt like an inclusionary kind of thing for me. Like the people here have always been, they never really questioned who or what I am. They just see me and see that I am a person. My daughter came out to my husband and I last year as bisexual. She's still in her questioning phase, so we're trying to let her just express herself and figure out who she is in the world. At times it can feel like in certain parts of Wichita and there's no one else that's queer around you and you're like the only one. And I'm like an engineering major. A lot of the stuff around that I feel like is definitely more of like a you need to fit in, you need to dress how everyone else dresses. Events like this help people either meet other people and connect, or at least see that there are more people in Wichita than just you that are queer and you're not like the only one. I guess you would call me old school lesbian. I'm 53 and I've been to Pride in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I've been Pride in Galveston. This was an important one for me to come to because all of our young people are in danger. Their rights are in danger. So it's just very important for the young people to know that they can be who they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm trans. I didn't fit in with girls when I was a kid. Still don't. Didn't fit in with guys either. Felt better there, but you know. When, when I started coming to these, I started coming as an ally. I didn't come out as trans until 2020. I just didn't figure that out. And being around these people helped me a lot but I'm really scared for what's coming up. I have two biological children. My son came out as bisexual when he was a teenager. He dealt with mental health issues and unfortunately died by suicide in 2016. Having already lost one child, there was no way we were going to lose another. With the laws that have been tried to be passed and have been passed, I have friends now that go, how can you stay? But Wichita's my home. In that story, we heard from Lilith LaCoy, Amanda Ferguson, Eric Sanders, Tina Perez, Calvin Wood, and Natalie Toss Brightup. And one last thing. Shortly after I started working at the Wichita Eagle in 1980, the paper hired another reporter named Tom. 
we quickly became friends and remain so today. Tom would host the annual Thanksgiving dinner for the single people at the paper. One year, he forgot to remove the giblet package before he cooked the turkey. Tom eventually left Wichita to cover politics and agriculture in Washington, then returned home to Minnesota. We both got married and had kids, bought homes, and settled down to raise our families. Tom is gay, so his path was tougher than mine. When I hear people talk about the gay agenda, I'm never sure what that is, unless it means wanting to live a life like everyone else. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Beth Golay, and Jonathan Huber. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.